Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, where we give you an inside look on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And this week, we're going to be talking all about two big upcoming events, the solar eclipse in Aries and also Mercury retrograde in Taurus, but in case you missed it last week, we talked all about Venus entering Gemini, which is happening the week that this episode comes out. So if you want to know more about that, then definitely listen to the last episode before diving into this one. And just to give you a heads up, next week, we will tell you everything you need to know about Taurus season and how it affects you. Also, as you're listening to this episode, if any astrology questions come up, feel free to send them to us on Spotify. And we will answer them in next week's episode. And if you're not a subscriber, after a short ad break, we'll get right into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, so the big one that's coming up, the solar eclipse in Aries. This happens on April 20th at 12.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Per usual, the date and time are from the website astroseek.com. So what you need to know, eclipses are basically supercharged new and full moons, Being that this is a solar eclipse, this is basically a supercharged new moon. So normally during new moons, we are setting a lot of intentions and manifesting, but due to the malefic energy of eclipses, while it is a time where we're getting some new insights on things and thinking about new chapters, it isn't necessarily a time for manifestation or starting new things. How this affects you is there's going to be a lot of emotions and things going on in your life. Because Aries is a fire sign, it's ruled by Mars, you can expect there to be some anger and maybe some frustrated feelings that come up on this day. Aries wants to take action and do things, but because this is a solar eclipse and there's a lot of things going on that aren't necessarily very clear in the moment, in hindsight, it will make perfect sense. But as you're going through this on this day, if you do feel like there's a lot going on, it might be a good day to maybe take a step back, take care of yourself, take things slowly. So why this matters is this is one of the first eclipses 
in the Aries and Libra axis will be experiencing Aries and Libra eclipses for the next year and a half. Something you might not know is we are transitioning out of the Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. The nodes still are in Taurus and Scorpio, but this eclipse is at 29 degrees, making it close enough to the nodes in Taurus and Scorpio to make this still an eclipse. So just something you might be curious about. We can expect more of this Aries and Libra eclipse energy to happen over the next year and a half. So pay attention to what themes come up during this eclipse because it can give you some good insight to what the rest of the upcoming eclipse seasons will look like for you. One last thing to keep in mind about the solar eclipse is that this is happening a few hours before Taurus season officially begins, which we will be talking about next week. So there are some key aspects that are worth noting. The first one being that the sun and moon are conjunct Jupiter. Now the positive to this is that Jupiter is the planet that deals with luck and expansion. So it can add some positivity to this solar eclipse. However, Jupiter does expand whatever it's touching. So if you're finding that the emotions that day are really strong, you can blame that on Jupiter. There also will be a sextile to Saturn at the time of this solar eclipse. It's worth mentioning that this is an out of sign sextile because Saturn is in Pisces and the sun and moon are in Aries. With that being said, though, we still will experience some of that more serious Saturn energy. I will say that it might help us place some boundaries and restrictions if we do need to hold back or be patient at the time of the eclipse. And speaking of out of sign aspects, there is a square to Pluto. Pluto at the time of this eclipse will be at zero degrees Aquarius and now this can not gonna lie intensify this eclipse quite a bit there might be some power struggles going on this day you might find that there are some arguments happening and just a lot of intense emotions and just know that the energy will pass you know it's just an eclipse it'll pass So that's pretty much that on the eclipse. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The next thing we wanted to talk about technically doesn't happen until the second day of Taurus season, but I know that we're already in the pre-shadow of Mercury retrograde, and we figured you'd want to know about all of this in advance, so we're talking about it a lot earlier than we normally do, but we did it for you. 
So Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Mercury will station retrograde on April 21st at 4.35 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So what you need to know, yes, usual Mercury retrograde things might occur, including miscommunication and just all of the classic Mercury retrograde experiences. But one of the things I wanted to highlight is Taurus rules belongings, like material items. Mercury retrograde, one of the classic things that happens is things going missing or having there be issues with packages or just like missing items. And I just think with this Mercury retrograde in Taurus, that's something that you might want to be on the lookout for is losing your items. Hold on to them while you can. How this affects you is you're going to be doing a lot of reflecting per usual because this is a Mercury retrograde. In your personal life, you're going to be reflecting on and reassessing your commitments, how you spend your time and energy, and maybe figuring out if there's some things that you want to let go of. Also, if you are familiar with your chart, definitely check what house in your chart is ruled by Taurus because that will give you more insight into how this will affect you personally. So why this matters, in addition to some of the other Mercury retrograde things, just wanted to highlight some more stuff that could be going on, but there could be some misplacing items. Running late definitely is something that might occur. So if this is something you want to plan for, just anticipate the potential of misplacing items, running late, what Kara mentioned with reassessing things and doing the reflection, take that all into consideration and you can plan for it and come out of this Mercury retrograde like it didn't even happen. Something you might not know is that this is the first round of Mercury retrogrades in Earth signs this year. Last year, Mercury retrogrades were in air signs and then slowly moved into the Earth signs towards the end of last year. But again, there was a lot of reflecting previously on our thought processes things in social media but now that we're going to see the mercury retrogrades happening in earth signs it's going to be a little bit more tangible and practical in comparison to what we were experiencing previously and if you're wondering how long the mercury retrograde will last mercury will station direct in taurus on may 14th at 11 17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll talk about it in just a moment, but we'll go through all of the other important key dates you'll want to pay attention to while Mercury is retrograde. Certain signs will be more affected than others. When we go through these placements, keep in mind that we are talking about Sun, Moon, Rising, Mercury, Venus, or Mars placements, all of the personal placements. The first sign that is going to be affected the most is... Taurus, if you have Taurus placements, then this Mercury retrograde is going to be conjunct those placements and you're going to experience this Mercury retrograde a little bit more intensely than maybe some other ones. If you have Scorpio placements, similar energy. However, instead of it being conjunct, Mercury will be opposite your Scorpio placements, which can bring about some realizations. You also might feel some push-pull energy when it comes to your thinking and communication. And for Leo and Aquarius, 
this Mercury retrograde will square both of your placements. So communication might not go as smoothly as you are anticipating. Squares do create tension. So that's just something to keep in mind. It might be a little bit more of an uncomfortable Mercury retrograde. So these are all of the key dates of the Mercury retrograde that you're going to need to know. The first one is April 7th. That is when pre-shadow began, aka we started feeling the effects of Mercury retrograde. Even if the retrograde didn't occur yet, there might be a taste of Mercury retrograde in the air. And then on April 23rd, Mercury retrograde will be sextile Mars. On this day, you might feel a little bit impulsive. So it's really important that you take a step back, a deep breath, and think before you react or respond to something going on that day because you might have the tendency to want to respond very quickly, almost impulsively, and not think things through as you are communicating with others. And on May 12th, Mercury retrograde will be sextile Saturn. This could lead you to reflect and revise some of your long-term goals. Also, Mercury retrograde will be sextile Venus that same day. So there could be an element of reflecting on the people in your life and how you feel about them on this day. And then on May 14th, Mercury will station direct. So the Mercury retrograde will be officially over and post shadow will happen from that day on May 14th until May 31st. So you might still feel some lingering Mercury retrograde energy all the way until the end of May. And on June 11th, that'll be the day that Mercury enters Gemini and will be done with Mercury in Taurus. That's pretty much all we're going to cover in terms of transits this week. We do have three questions, including which zodiac sign is the most toxic, which zodiac sign is the friendliest, and how to explain sun, moon, and rising to someone who doesn't know astrology. If you're curious to know those answers, then definitely stick around. But if not, totally understand. Just make sure before you go that you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and apparently also Lemon8. Have no idea how to use that app, but we're on it now at BLME The Stars. Now let's get into some questions. Okay, so Jade, one of our listeners wants to know, how do you explain the sun, moon, and rising to someone who doesn't know astrology? Okay, so this is a really good question. If I was meeting someone who didn't know astrology, the first thing I would do before even explaining sun, moon, rising is like let them know that they have multiple signs in their birth chart and they have a whole thing called a birth chart. And what I would say to them is when you're born you get a birth chart, which is basically a snapshot of the sky at the moment you were born. And it shows you where all of the different planets in the sky are aligned, including the moon, including, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, etc. And each planet represents a different part of your personality. So if you don't entirely relate to your zodiac sign, your star sign, there could be a good reason why maybe majority of the other planets happen to be in a different sign. That would be the first thing I would say to them is like, hey, you have this whole thing too called a birth chart and it can tell you significantly more about you than your own sun sign does. Now, the sun sign, what I would say is 
your identity. It's the sign that you probably know the most of, and it describes like your basic character traits. Your moon sign is your emotional self and who you are when you're alone. And your rising sign is how you express yourself externally. And it's also what sets the tone of your entire chart and pretty much all of your priorities. Something I would also acknowledge to this person would be that a lot of times your moon sign shows up a lot in your early childhood. You might feel more like your moon sign and your rising sign sometimes can feel like the most strongest energy in your chart because it shows up externally as how you present yourself. And that's how I'd answer that one. <laughs> and then I'd tell them to book a reading. All right, next question. These are all sent in from the same person, by the way, but you asked really good questions, so we included all of them. Which zodiac sign, Kara, is the most toxic? So there's no zodiac sign that is the most toxic, even though that's a very popular conversation that happens on social media. However, there definitely are certain signs that you might not get along with very well because of your chart and how those placements interact with your chart. A classic example of signs that don't necessarily get along the best are signs that are square each other. That's because squares, although they are similar signs that square each other go about things in different ways and tend to just not really understand each other very well so for example gemini and pisces aries and cancer and leo and taurus this all depends on your chart and where all of your planets are and there are some people that do enjoy squares in synastry so it really just depends so hopefully that helped clarify some things. <laughs> Moving on to our last question. Jade, which zodiac sign is the friendliest? So I'm also going to come in with a non-clear answer is this kind of really depends. I mean, typically there are certain zodiac signs that are known to just in general be more social and friendly. For example, Leo and Libra are the first two that come to mind. But again, it really all entirely depends on the chart and the person and the planets and how they're aspected. You can be a Leo, but have so many planets squaring it, and maybe it's a 12th house Leo sun, and you don't necessarily feel social all the time or friendly all the time. It's really all going to depend entirely on the chart and the person. Also, something that's worth keeping in mind is that there are other things, obviously, outside of astrology that can impact how friendly you are also back to the previous question how in air quotes toxic you are or how toxic you are perceived to be or how friendly you are perceived to be a lot of the times it's really all subjective and just something to take with a grain of salt but if I had to pick placements I would say probably Leo and Libra but again it's very subjective <laughs> and a lot of things are taken into consideration and a lot of things matter, which is a great way to say if you've never looked at your chart before 
or have questions about your chart or anything that's coming up in astrology that you want to know more about. As a reminder that we do offer readings. Readings are hosted on an app called Intro, which allows for FaceTime style calls. We have readings for as short as 15 minutes to as long as one hour. You decide what you want to talk about. And when you go to book the reading, there will be a slot where you can write down all of your astrology questions and either me or Kara, depending on who you book the reading with, will be able to answer all of your questions face to face on the call. And if you've never booked a reading with us before, then you can use the code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for $20 off your first reading. And just a reminder, next week we'll be talking all about Taurus season. So if you have any questions about that or any other questions that you would like to be answered on the podcast, then again, remember to ask us your questions on Spotify. And also, if you want to stay in the loop with us and everything that's to come, make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and kind of eliminate at BLME the stars. That is all for now. And we'll see you all next Monday. Bye.